Hello everyone and welcome to the Chat of a Library podcast where we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. I hope that you are doing so well today. I actually have a day off which is pretty nice and I thought that it's actually pretty early in the morning. It's like 6.42 a.m. <laughs> But this is usually where I like to record my podcast episodes, even if I have a day off, because then I still have the entire day ahead of me. And today I wanted to do something that is a little different, because what you usually know from my episodes is that I talk about a topic where, even though I don't have like a full script or text that I just read, I still have like some key notes of the points that I want to talk about. So I really think about what I want to say up front. But today I will be improvising a bit because I want to do something like a live reaction, so to say. Because for everyone who does not know, I am actually pretty active on the bookish social media Goodreads. I know that there's plenty of other options out there, not only Goodreads, like for example the Storygraph, which is something that I use as well. But because Goodreads is so very well known in the bookish community, I still keep my account there and I keep it actually pretty up to date. And I'm also connected with my friends and stuff and also for our book club so that we can actually see what we each other rated the books. So that's actually pretty nice. And what is wonderful on Goodreads is all of the different shelves and lists that you can put together for yourself. And of course, there are some lists that are like in the pre-settings, like for example, your read list, which makes sense. And all of the books that you ever read go automatically into this list. However, what I want to do today, which is something that I have never done before, I actually never really looked at this, is that I want to go to my read list and then order the books in ascending and descending order. Meaning that I want to take a look at what books that I read have been the best rated and which ones have been the worst rated and I want to like react on that and give you a little bit of context on why I read that book and what I personally thought about it. And I have to admit, because I'm German, it might be that there are some German books on there because of course Goodreads is usually geared more towards, for me at least, international audience, meaning people who read things in English. But there are also some German books in there and I don't know, I, I have a feeling that maybe some of them might make like the bottom of the list. But this is just to give you a general preface of what we're going to do. To be honest, if you use a bookish social media like Goodreads or any other, and they have that function where you can order your list depending on the different metrics, I would highly suggest that you do that because I think it's so interesting. I recently watched like two or three videos on YouTube about this topic and I was like, this looks like so much fun. I really want to do this. So I'm so excited that you join me on this ride today. And now, without further ado, I will go on Goodreads. I actually already opened my red page and I will now live, so to say, <laughs> order my books. However, I was actually debating what should I start with and I think I'm going to start with like the worst books because <laughs> then we end on a positive note. I think this would be something good to be. And I don't want this episode to be like too, too long. So I will probably just talk about a few and not talk you through the entire list because this would actually take quite long. So here we go. Okay, red page, average rating, order, 
sending. Okay. <laughs> oh god. I was so right. <laughs> god, there really are some horrible books on here. Oh, okay, okay. This is a podcast. I sometimes forget that. This is a podcast, so of course you can't see what I'm seeing. I will take you through what I'm seeing here right now. So literally the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten books. The first ten books on the list that have been rated worse on Goodreads from what I have read are German books and they are all German classics. Well, no, not all are German books. There's one that is in French. Yeah, but the rest is all German books. And they are all, like, not all of them are classics, but all of them I had to read for school. <laughs> oh God. I don't know, for everyone who has been listening to my podcast for quite a while, I remember that especially at the beginning of my podcast, I really went on a rant of how bad the book selection was that I had to read for school. And to be honest, guys, this is the proof point. Goodreads is not lying. Okay, so we start into the list. And my friends who have known me ever since high school will really, really laugh at this. Because the first title is In seiner frühen Kindheit ein Garten by Christoph Hein. Now I'm super sorry for all of my international listeners because of course this is a German title. It has a 2.88 average rating. And I have to admit because I only started Goodreads when I was... It was in 2016. So I was like... 22 and so of course I was already out of school and the thing is when I set up my list I really like went through all of the books that I had to read for school because I still had them all in my parents apartment and I went through them I cataloged them but I did not rate them on Goodreads like on Goodreads you can give ratings from one star to five stars and I never really did that for my school reads unless it was like something that I really, really, really loved that really stuck to my brain. Like for example, Frankenstein. This was a classic that I really loved reading. But other than that, all of the others and especially like the German titles that I had to read, I did not rate them. So I can't give a direct comparison. But if I see the first few, like they are all like 2.88, 2.98 out of five stars. So they are very low. Like this is super low on Goodreads. Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I have to admit this is really not in favor for the first book that is here on my list. I actually don't really remember what it is about. Like I remember that I had to read it in high school for German class. And actually now that I start to think about it, it's actually coming back. I think it was about this young boy who is like sought after by the police because he did something really, really bad. And we follow his parents and how they experience this with their boy going into hiding and the police questioning them. And they sort of remember and try to like dig into their memory and see where things might have gone wrong. I think that's the general premise. I really don't remember any details whatsoever, which really says a lot about this book. <laughs> so 2.88 stars. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Now, the next one on the list is Die Geschichte vom braven Kasperl und dem schönen Annal. And then the third one is Hexenfieber, which is super easily translated into English. And it's called Witch Fever. And actually on this one, I want to say something because I had to read this book in school for German class in sixth grade. So 
it was like 2005, 2006-ish. And this book was crazy. <laughs> I remember that when our German teacher came to us and he offered us like three different books that we could read in class, he said that this book would be very different because it's not like a witch book in the sense of like magical and stuff, but it would deal with like witch burnings. And of course, like, I mean, you see from that list that we have a lot of German books that are not really cool, <laughs> to be honest. So Witch Fever, back in the day, it really sounded the most interesting of all of them. And you know, when you're in sixth grade, if you are a boy or a girl, you're in that stage when you're like, yeah, sure, don't worry, bring that book along. I can handle it, it's fine. But it wasn't fine. <laughs> I can remember this book being so incredibly graphic about the way how those witches were burnt. And like, of course, they are not witches. They are just people who, I don't know, worked with herbal medicine and stuff. And we actually followed the child of one of the women who was burned and accused of being a witch and how this child grows up in the care of like an older man somewhere in the mountains, I don't know. So the story in itself was decent, but the way how very deep it went into detail was just crazy for us at the time, because for so many of us, we had not read extensively, or if we had read, we mostly had read like really like fantasy books, like, like light fantasy books that you read when you're in middle school. And then to be confronted with that topic in a medium that you just know from like, you know, light reading and entertainment, it was such an experience. And I remember when we talked about it in class, there were so many like people who were crying because they had nightmares from the book. So this really like the way how we started to discuss this book in class, I think like looking back, I think it really brought all of us forward in our reading level and what we can all handle. But oh, I really don't think that someone should have recommended this to a class of the sixth grade because of course you trust your teacher like even though he says yeah you know there's like it might be that there's some graphic stuff in there and it's about witch burning so don't expect something fantasy like or something you still trust them that this is appropriate for your age range but this definitely was not so yeah cannot recommend that then yeah, I don't think that it makes a lot of sense to take you through all of the other books because they are all German. Like some of them, I really, yeah, they are like rated around three stars. I would not have given them anything more. Like they were fine, some of them, but some of them also really weren't that great. Okay, so I will get back to the books that are more widely known. And this one was actually the first book that I read when I transitioned into high school. And this was a book that I read just for myself, so not for school, technically. And that is The Oxford Murders. And I actually really like this book. I have to admit, because I read it in English, I think that back at the time, it might have gone a little bit above my actual reading level. So there were a lot of words that I needed to look up in order to understand it. But I still really, really loved it. And it's this story about a student who comes to Oxford University and he is actually looking for like 
some lodgings where he can stay and he finds this like small room apartment where he can stay in the house of an older lady and she has like a grandchild which is actually his age because they are both adults and he came to Oxford specifically to study under this one really really prestigious professor and this professor deals with like mathematics and this professor is actually specified on mathematics however when murders start to happen around them and they start to see a pattern of a mathematic system they actually sort of like team up as like a teacher-student duo and try to find the murderer because this actually this this murder it really hit close to home because the landlady of the student was killed and so more and more murders start to unravel and towards the end i have to admit i really really remember that i was a bit shocked by the plot twist like i really really was not that it was bad or anything like i was really really surprised and this is why i actually rated that book four stars and the average is 3.35 so Hmm, I actually liked it a bit more than the average of the people, but to be frank, I read this in 2009, so hmm. <laughs> Might be that my taste nowadays would have been a little bit better. So, and the last one that I want to talk about concerning the worst rated books that I read is Dors Blutfeld by Markus Heitz, which is again a German book, but I specifically want to mention this because this was the first book that we read for our book club that I have with my two friends back then, now with three friends of mine. And to be honest, I never really thought about creating a book club until I knew about this book series. Because what is actually really nice about this is that this series is always split into three books. So the first part of the book is always the same. And then at some point, the main characters come to the decision of which door they need to go through. And depending on which of the book versions you pick, they go through another door and you have different things to happen to them. So I thought that this was such an interesting concept because you can talk about the characters and their development and what happens to them, but you can't really have the same opinion, right? Because you've got so very, very different stories that you read and then you can compare what happened and what happened to this and this character. And I found it's so fascinating that in the end, we all had different favorite characters because they had such a very different character arc and someone that I really, really liked in my way of the story, someone else really did not like because they did something super stupid in the other novel. So this was such a fun experience. The book that I read, I actually gave it four stars because I really enjoyed that book. It has a 3.41 average, which is fine. I mean, you know, for a German book, that's definitely fine. <laughs> what I've seen here but yeah yeah I really really enjoyed that and I'm so happy that this actually like really pushed me to invite my friends to do like reading updates so regularly because now we meet pretty regularly I have to admit and because I know that my friends are listening to this episode with our current book club read I'm so not vibing with it like I have such a hard time going through it uh, but I'm pretty sure that in the future I will make an episode of like the book club books that we read in the past and in general what we do within the book club and to, you know, just give you a little bit more of the background of what kinds of books we read on there. But yeah, <laughs> this book Doors by Marcus Heitz really has a special place in my heart, even though it was not the greatest masterpiece on earth. Okay. 
I think that's it. That's everything that I want to talk about in terms of the lowest rated books. And it's way past time that we actually move to the best rated books that I read. Okay, now I just reversed the way how the metric is showing and I, okay, I thought that this might happen. So the thing is, in the past two, three years, I really have gotten back into reading manga. This is something that I really enjoyed when I was growing up, but I was really becoming more and more open on how much great manga is out there that is, you know, not so closely linked to like my childhood. Like, of course, I have my childhood manga that I absolutely love, like Detective Conan, or, or for example, my husband, he really likes One Piece. So of course those are like really really series that are super close to our hearts but over the past few years I really found a few graphic novels and manga series that I absolutely love and when I say I found I have to admit I did not find any of this I have to give a huge shout out <laughs> <laughs> to my maid of honor because without her I would have never started this one manga series that I'm super obsessed with right now which is Fruits Basket <laughs> and to be honest the book that I have read that has the highest rating which I'm so happy for that it is on here is Fruits Basket the Pearls edition number three so the pearls edition is basically they are a little bit bigger so they are bind ops of i think like two of the original mangas so fruits basket pearls three would probably equal number five and six of the like actual manga series and this book has a 4.67 average rating and i gave it five stars but i loved it so much i would have given it a sixth star like i can totally understand why this is at the top wow love this book absolutely incredible my absolute favorite of the ones that i read so far i recently finished number five and i know that Perspectively, there will be 12 in the Pearl series. Only, I think, only seven are out at the moment. I think the eighth one is just coming out. So I still have a bit of time to complete it. And I will suffer over the next months because I will not see the anime before I read the manga. Like, this is the type of person I am, okay? <laughs> The book needs to be completed before the movie is watched. And this is so fun because whenever something happens in the manga, I'm like taking a picture and I'm sending it to like my maid of honor and her fiance, who is also like my best friend. And I'm like, what is happening here? Oh no, I need to read the next book immediately in the series. Oh my God, oh my God. And they're always laughing because they have been telling me to get into this series for such a long time. <laughs> and I never did because I was not quite sure how I could fit to watch the anime into like my daily routine because we still had so many other movies and so many other shows that we wanted to watch. But now with the manga, it's, it's perfect because I can read it at my own pace, at my own time. And I was actually gifted the first volume by them for Christmas. So yeah, <laughs> they really, really threw me down that rabbit hole and I loved it. So yeah, Fruits Basket Pulse number three on spot number one. It's just, it's such a wonderful series. Everyone should read that series. 
Okay, so the next one is volume four of the Heartstopper series and like Fruits Basket and Heartstopper are basically like, they are really taking over the first part of this list. So Heartstopper is a graphic novel series. They have currently four volumes out and it deals with two guys who like start to develop feelings for another and they are, I don't know, are they in middle school or in high school? I think they are in high school. <laughs> I think they should be in high school. And how they need to navigate like their daily lives and how they like come to terms with their sexuality and stuff. So it's a really, really lovely book series. Definitely recommend it. There's actually a Netflix. Wow, is it a film or a series? Oh, was it a film? I think it's a film. There's something on Netflix out there. <laughs> about this series. So definitely recommend to check that out. I have to admit I have not done it, which of course is why I don't know whether it's a series or a movie. I think it is a movie. It should be a movie. Let me let me quickly Google that. This is so embarrassing. So hard stop Netflix. Ah, okay. <laughs> I was so wrong. Oh, it's a series. Okay, it's not a movie. It's a series. Okay, this is even better because you get more and more episodes of actual content about this. So I'm very happy whatever Netflix does with this because Netflix really has been at the top of their game when it comes to young adult book series to movie or TV series adaptations. So definitely good for that one. Then we again have Fruits Basket Pearls. Then we have Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, which I rated five stars, which has a 4.62. Totally understandable. What I really love about Goodreads is that it catalogs when you say that you reread something. And I actually read it the first time in February 2008, then again in June 2012, then again in March 2019. And ah, okay, there's also a March 2017. So I read it at least four times. I'm pretty sure that at some point I like listen to the audiobook again you know to like fall asleep because this is something that I actually really love to do I love to go back into the audiobooks of books that I love and books and stories that I'm super familiar with to just doze off and have that you know it, I mean even though Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows is everything but a fluffy story it's still nice to be in the world and to like drift off with the thoughts of things that you really enjoyed when you were younger. So you can also definitely recommend that. Okay, let me go down, see if there's anything else that is really cool on here. Ah, okay. So then on an average rating of 4.59 and a rating from myself, of five stars is The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. And I totally understand why this is so high on that list. The Nightingale is a harrowing but absolutely incredibly written story in World War II. And we basically follow two sisters and their very different lives that they lived while World War II was happening. And it was absolutely incredible. Like, if you are an adult and you can deal with the topic of war, just read it. It's absolutely marvelous. We read it for our book club, actually, and we all enjoyed it so, so much. It was such an important read. And I think one that also really propelled me into the like adult reading genre. So absolute banger, my friends. Can only recommend, of course, the topics like, you know, they are incredibly hard. So you really need to be prepared for that when you go into it. But incredible okay what else do we have okay so i think 
those are the last three books that I will talk about here because I think, let me quickly leave the page and let me take a look at my garage band. Ah, okay. So we have already been here for quite a while. So I try to keep those last three ones brief. So the next one that I want to talk about with a rating of 4.54 is The Return of the King by J.R. Tolkien. As I already mentioned at some point, I read it and I really liked The Return of the King. Like from all of the ones, this was the one that I rated the highest. However, I think that back in the day when I read it, because I listened to an audiobook that I got from our school library, I think this was an abridged version. So I'm pretty sure that there was some crucial parts that were left out because I know that so many people really talk about how crazy the world building is and you know, with the language and everything. and. I just have the feeling that I missed something in that recording. So I definitely promised myself that I will go back and read this story again in, you know, it's like unabridged form in writing also so that I'm like really super present to read this because this is such a staple in the fantasy world. And yeah, I really, 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 really need to get on that because I just love that genre so much. Okay, then we have Rick Riordan, the master of mythological stories that are also linked to our current time. He is the author of the Percy Jackson series, which probably most people know him from. He's written so many books. I like read incredibly many of his books because they are just so entertaining. And he really has a sense of humor that I vibe with quite a lot. And I really started with the Percy Jackson series. Like, I mean, I read it when I was an adult, so I just binged through it. It was such a like fun time. <laughs> and then the next series that I read was the Heroes of Olympus, which actually follows like the main characters from the Percy Jackson series, but when they are like a tiny bit older, like older teenagers, and the one book from the Heroes of Olympus series that is on here that I rated four stars, but it is actually at 4.54 stars on Goodreads is The House of Hades. And looking back, I have to admit that probably I would need to give this one five stars. This is why this concept is just so nice. You just get to look back at all of those books and you can really reevaluate whether you would rate something higher or lower. <laughs> and the House of Hades, I mean, of course, I can't tell you a lot about the plot because it's the fourth book in the series, but everyone who knows the book knows why it's good. <laughs> I will leave it at that. And then the last book that I want to talk about is A Storm of Swords, which is the third book in the A Song of Ice and Fire series, also known as the Game of Thrones series by George R.R. Martin. And I read this while I was in China. I read this on my Kindle. I got a Kindle for Christmas when I embarked on my journey of working in China. And I remember that whenever I had like English class with my pupil, <laughs> I always told them like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I grew up with German as my main mother tongue and then I learned about English and now I can like read English books and it's so much fun and I enjoy it so much. And she was always very fascinated that I, because like back in the day when I was in China, the Kindles were like a pretty new thing. Like it was not as rooted in the middle of society as it is right now to have an e-reader. And she was just so fascinated that I just like looked at 
this box that for her, of course, looked like a tablet and could read for such a long period of time. And I remember she was always asking me like, hey, what are you reading? And when I actually got to China the first month, I finished the Aragon series. So I read the fourth book in the Aragon series. And I was always like, yeah, you know, I read a book about a boy and his dragon. And she was like, yeah, that sounds so cute. And then I started the Game of Thrones series and she was like, oh, what are you reading now? Um, be because, you know, my pupil was like nine years old. So you can't disclose what is actually happening in Game of Thrones. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you know, it's a story about people in something like a medieval setting and there's dragons and wolves as well. <laughs> And she was like, oh, that sounds like fun. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really enjoyed those books. They are so closely linked for me with my stay in China because I was there for six months. In the first month, I read Aragon, the fourth book. And then because there were only five books in English out at that time, I read like every month, I read another of the Game of Thrones books. And yeah, I, I really stuck to them. Like, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed them. I have to admit, like I also enjoyed the series up to a certain point. But for me as a reader, it was just so crazy to see where the story in the series was going because there were so many tidbits from the book that never got closure because you know they were not finished like in the bookish timeline and they were also not talked about in the series so ah i mean game of thrones i can totally understand why it has such a high rating like for example a storm of swords and i remember because this is the third book i remember that towards the middle there was one book that i really really enjoyed but because i read them so back to back i can't remember but i think it was the third one so i think it was a storm of swords that i really really liked and and I rated it four stars. It has a 4.54 on Goodreads average. So it's pretty well left. I mean, there's no big surprise here. But yeah, I really hope that you enjoyed this new concept that I tried out here on my podcast. Let me know if you liked it. I'm like super, super keen to get your feedback. Just write me an email at childoftelibrary at gmail.com. Or you can also message me on Instagram where I'm at childoftelibrary all in one. And one thing, like one tiny thing that I would ask from you, if that's okay, it would be lovely if you could rate my podcast on whatever platform you are listening to me. It would be just lovely if you could leave my podcast a little rating because this is super, super helpful when you're a content creator and also just gives feedback to what you're doing. So it would be lovely if you could give it a rating. And yeah, thank you so much. Have a lovely time. And until next time, I hope that we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. Bye.